genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, you guys, to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And it turns out that Alex's secretary was very successful in finding some time to squeeze us in today. Very successful. I'm so happy we were able to have you back. I am happy to be back. Today we're talking about minute number 48. 48 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Minute 48 starts with Percy telling Harry that Snape has been after Quirrell's job for years. And it ends with Harry's disgust as Sir Nick shows what it means to be nearly headless. Uh, right off the bat, let me say, I didn't think about this when I wrote this down, but Percy tells Harry that he's been after Snape's job for years. No! Snape has been after Quirrell's job for years. Right. But the job is cursed and Quirrell can't have been working it for more than a year for the curse to be in effect. Yeah. How just, long has he just, just saying he's been after that position that Coral has presumably now. like Coral's first year. Yeah. Because presumably, yeah. Because since Voldemort put the curse in place. Yeah, yeah. What kind of magic is that? To put a you curse can, on can something? you curse a job? What's the incantation <laughs> for that? Like? I don't know. I want to do that. Maybe it's not a job. A Maybe it's just on... like the desk. <laughs> he cursed the desk. Yeah, like, if you sit at this desk, it will slowly. Maybe, maybe the desk desk is secretly a horcrux, and it's like corrupting <laughs> each of the people until they break. Oh my! I don't. Goodness. I don't like that. That doesn't work. No, no but it, but like, yeah, I think that this has got to be Quirrell's first job at first year at the position. Right. I think. The Do you think that the weird. reason that Dumbledore doesn't give Snape the job is because he knows he won't be able to keep it for more than a year? And he's like, I trust you too much to let you go after a year of doing Defense Against the Dark Arts. I know what Voldemort did to that position. Yeah, yeah. But I won't tell way. anyone else. <laughs> I won't explain it. <laughs> like, too bad. They, they'll, they'll figure it out soon. Like, Aww. <laughs> maybe he's hoping. Maybe he just keeps hoping that every year, eventually, the, this, the curse will like fade. It's like, maybe this will be the year. Maybe, maybe, maybe Lockhart will be the last guy that you hire. <laughs> you, really oh, want you really want Lockhart to be the last guy you hire. I mean, oh, Kenneth no. Randall's amazing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I feel like he was probably the worst choice that Dumbledore made <laughs> for Gilderoy Lockhart. Maybe, maybe he just couldn't find anyone else to take the job after the death of the last professor. He's like, everyone's yeah. like, hell no. We like, know I'm this position is cursed, but the last kid, literally, the last guy, like, disintegrated. Literally. Literally. Turned to sand. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know if I want this job. I don't think so. He was the only one that would take it. Only because he mentioned, like, oh, but Harry Potter's at the school. He's like, oh, well, that's yeah. gonna get me in some headlines. So yeah, no, it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be because he knows that he's gonna be able to associate with uh, Harry Potter. Yep, yeah, two celebrities in one place. <laughs> <laughs> Harry didn't know when he was coming in today that he was going to get my entire collected works. <laughs> uh, freaking Gilderoy, freaking Gilderoy Lockhart. 
Who's well, a Ravenclaw, that, right? Tomorrow. I know. He's a Ravenclaw. I know. He's a oh, he is, and it's he's in terrible. our house. I hate uh, it. Uh, I hate it. It's like, oh, yuck. Ow. Oh. So, you. this minute's mostly ghosts. Mostly ghosts. Mostly, mostly ghostly. Ghosts. Mostly ghostly. <laughs> we get. Uh, we start with uh, Ron going to grab some food. Uh, another chicken leg, probably from the center of the table. If we know Ron well enough, <laughs> it's gonna be. Chicken. And and uh, and nearly headless Dick pops his head. Through the uh, through the center of the table. Oh, the wonderful John Cleese. The wonderful John Cleese. Would you like to talk a little bit about John Cleese? Oh, we can talk about John Cleese like all day, but John Cleese has a very uh, extensive filmography. filmography. He does. <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, that's the word. I filmography. saw the word you were looking for. I was like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, that word. <laughs> yes. Uh you were saying like I, I have to mention Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and I think I've seen Life of Brian. Right. But I don't think I've seen any other Monty Python stuff. Okay. Uh, well, those are two pretty pretty essential, yeah. I think. Especially Holy Grail. That's, yeah. That's definitely the one that people watch yep. the most and know the most mm-hmm. yes, about. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously that's where I know I know him from hmm. that. Uh, he was in a movie called Rat Race. That I like, that I like, that has like a bunch watch of celebrities. Faldy Towers. Faldy Towers. Yeah. He wrote that with his first wife. Uh-huh. I think it was his first wife. Um, he's been married a bunch of times. Uh, he's been in. Well, we found out that he was in one cameo episode of Doctor. Yes, <laughs> you know, I was gonna write that. I wrote that for later in this minute. But okay. he was in one episode of Doctor Who in, 19... in 1979. Which Doctor was that? That was the fourth Doctor. Oh, okay. Not only that. He was in part four of a set of episodes called City of Death, which were written by Douglas Adams. Of course of it course was. Of course it was. I'll say, duh, that makes a lot of sense. It's right? the only Doctor Who episodes that were written by Douglas Adams. John Cleese is actually, like, incredibly intelligent. If you ever hear him on talk shows, he'll talk about politics and anything, and he's, he knows, this is a guy who knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's so smart. I just love this guy very much. And yeah, he Monty had a cameo is, as an art gallery visitor in... That, uh, in part four of City of Death. City of Death. City of Death. I just like the fact that it's called City of Death. I think that's the Was only Tom painting? Baker episodes. Were there any seen. paintings of dead birds? She gets it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Whatever, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. But, yes. <laughs> We're just gonna talk about John Cleese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we mentioned I mentioned Monday. We couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the actor who played Peeves that they cut all of his scenes. In. Yeah, because Peeves should have been here by now. We see all the ghosts, all the other ghosts, all the other ghosts, except for Professor Bins and Moaning Myrtle. In which we already know, Moaning Myrtle stays in the bathroom. Like she doesn't, she doesn't wander away. She from wanders there. into other bathrooms. I thought she was constrained to that one specific bathroom because nope, she like because in Goblet of Fire she's in the prefix bathroom. Oh okay. Yeah she's yeah she goes through So like, I think she can travel through the pipes. Or or oh through the pipes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sense. And then Bins being the teacher who they never show I ever. think he's just or mentioned. teaching or mentioned his class forever. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Are all the students ghosts? It's like a whole ghost class. No, okay. it's not a ghost class, but like he's he, a ghost. he he died in his sleep and still woke up and went to teach the class the next morning. It's like not even realizing that he's dead or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's been like fifty years. Does anyone know he's a ghost? Does he know he's does a he, ghost? Does he know he's a no, ghost? No, no, I don't think he does. No. What would you do? Just, what would just you do go on letting him teach then. What would you do if you told what happened if you told him? I don't think he'd care. Oh, just keep teaching. Oh. That's commitment. That's job commitment. Yeah. That is 
Do you think I, they still pay him? What do you pay a ghost in? What do you pay a... Um, is there ghost money? Ghost galleons? Probably not. Ghost galleons? Ghost galleons. Ghost I like the way that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it sounded. Yeah, I don't um, know. That sounds like a name? candy. The, it does. Just yeah. white chocolate coins. Yeah, there you go. There you, there you go. <laughs> I'm stupid. I you literally get it. took me a second to get it. <laughs> it took me a second. Like what? Like why? Go? Like, oh, because they're white. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, but <laughs> what's his name? Oh, his name was Rick Mayall. Rick Mayall. Rick Mayall was the guy Peeves. who played Peeves. Yes. Uh, I wish people could see his picture because he looks like a Peeves. Like, you should. Um, he does. I will remind you. Oh, and you can share that picture. When this episode airs. It's like, R.I.P. Peeves, who never got to make it on screen. Yeah. Well, he's Rick already Mayall. dead. He's just That's a ghost. true. Double he's R. not R. a ghost. <laughs> he's a poltergeist. He's a poltergeist. Oh, okay. Yes, it's Excuse me. Uh, yes, he, right. he has always been a spectral entity. He was never... he can actually one. move things. He oh, that's creates, true. Yeah. Mayhem and mischief. That's, that's his big problem, is that he could screw stuff. around with yep. things, and they get yep. mad at him. Like, stop messing with things. So, um, but no bloody baron either. Not we yet. Do get, we, not yet. It's yes. later in this minute. I'm just saying, like we don't get the we don't get as baron, much bloody baron peeves relationship. Thing. Yeah, yeah, which is it's pretty interesting. Very entertaining. Yes, it so, is. John Cleese's head pops up out of the middle of the table because no one expects John Cleese. No one expects John Cleese. No one ever expects John Cleese. Just Ron. Ron looks at him like you're in my food. <laughs> um, I wrote a note. Uh, um. About Bob Legato, the visual effects guy we talked about a couple days ago. Um, he said that the hardest part uh, about filming this scene was that they obviously couldn't have John Cleese pop out in the middle of the table. Yeah, Unfortunately. Yeah. So they're shooting him off obviously. to the side of the table. He's in his garb and they have like a green screen around him and they're shooting him giving the performance that the kids see. But the kids have to react to nothing on the table. And so they had to keep reshooting the scenes because the kids were looking over at John Cleese, like, <laughs> off stage, doing his performance, and, and instead of reacting to this, this empty air in front of... And I think it's just for this particular moment where he, like, rises from the table. Um, he says that his, uh, his summer had been particularly dreadful because they've once again denied his uh, request to, request join, to the join the headless hunt. hunt. The headless hunt. The headless hunt. Because technically he's not... He's nearly headless. He's nearly headless. We'll talk about that at the end of the minute. First, we see the rest of the ghosts. So I wrote a ton of notes about the rest of the ghosts. Um, We see probably... Like, eight... We pan out later and we see the whole Great Hall. And there's ghosts all over the Great Hall. Like, a lot of them. flying everywhere. But the four main ghosts um, from each of the houses are the Grey Lady, the Bloody Baron, the Fat Friar... And nearly headless Nick. And um, Judiana Makovsky, the costume director we talked about earlier this week, uh, she talked about how each of them seems to have died in different periods, so their clothes are all period clothes from mm-hmm. different time periods. Yeah. So the Grey Lady is late Renaissance. The Bloody Baron is Baroque or Rococo. I thought you would like Rococo because Rococo. it's a term that we know from uh, Animal I know, Crossing. I know. Uh, the Fat Friar is, of course, a monk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Nick straddles the line between Elizabethan and the Jacobian era. Well, he's supposed to have... I read on the Harry Potter wiki that he frequented the court of Henry VII. Yes, yes. Uh, I wrote that too. Um, on the Pottermore page, 
it says that that Nick was a snob and a less accomplished wizard than he would have liked to admit, mm-hmm. uh, and that he attempted to beautify a lady in waiting, and she grew tusks. Well, I mean, could have gone worse. <laughs> it could have gone worse, but not much worse. No, nope. like, couldn't they just like fix her teeth and and then she was fine? a lady in waiting for the king. Oh. He was hanging around with Henry well. the seventh, not the eighth. The seventh. Well, so it was Henry the eighth. He wouldn't. Nope. Yeah. So there you go. So he got beheaded. off with his head. <laughs> As an executioner, unfortunately, had a blunt axe, and uh, after forty-five chops, Jesus was not able to sever the flap <sighs> of skin. You have to wonder if the executioner got fired. Right, I'm like, you're a terrible off with his head. And sharpen that axe. Like, <laughs> like before you, you don't do want it. it to take like an hour. Can you imagine like 45 chops? Like, it must be a that's 40, too much. That's a, I'm pretty that's sure. a butter knife of an axe. Like, honestly, like, 45 chops? I would have think even the dullest, even the dullest axe could have gotten through like a little bit of skin. But you no. would think. You would think, but no, no. Well, you gotta cut through like the spinal cord too, but, but it's just all the muscles. Left. All it's left is just a little, fun. yeah, like bit on one side. I think eventually they were just like, you know what? He's already dead. Like he's yep. dead. I like, got whatever. a lunch in a few minutes, so Point I gotta is, get out of here. Um, move on. Just throw him in the right? throw him in the ground. We'll be fine. We'll be. Fine. He won't come back as a ghost. So, a little bit more about the ghosts. The gray lady. See, I have I have notes about like what they were the costume notes. I had notes mm-hmm. about like each of the characters, mm-hmm. and then I have notes about the actors that play each of these characters. Okay. So the gray lady, uh, we find out much later, is Helena Ro- Ravenclaw, Rowena's mm-hmm. daughter, and she stole her mother's diadem and ran away to Albania. And her mother sent the Bloody Baron, her for Helena's former lover, okay, to go track her down. And Helena said no. And the Bloody Baron flew into a rage, murdered her, and then was so distraught that he killed himself. He is described as being stained with silver bloodstains. Mm-hmm. It's her blood. They're just hanging out at the castle together now, centuries later. Yep. Still. What do you think the conversations are like? <laughs> they don't, she doesn't talk. Yeah. She just avoids oh, yeah. everyone, really. Yep. yep. She's just... the least vocal of all the, the ghosts. What's, hold on. You said that her clothing is late Renaissance, right? Yeah, I don't... See, this is the problem that I had, too. If they died at the same time... Yeah, if they died at the same time. We didn't know that when this movie was made. That's why. Okay, that's probably why. Because the story of Bloody Baron murdering the Grey Lady, I think, doesn't come until we know about Helena's backstory Mm -hmm. in Deathly Hallows. Yeah. Um, So I think that the costume design just didn't know, and they were like, oh, I think that this guy seems like he'd be this kind of guy. Like, we'll dress him in Mm -hmm. this garb. Mm -hmm. Um... And then I think the time periods don't quite sync up for how they're dressed, but... Well, even that. Um, Hogwarts was supposed to be founded in, like, what, the 10th century, right? And Rowena Ravenclaw would have lived around that time. How... I don't really get how that would have, that would gel, because late Renaissance is, like, 1500s, and... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... No, how Rowan Ravenclaw could have had a kid that lived yeah, yeah, yeah. another 500 years. Yeah, that's Unless fair. she had a Philosopher's Stone on her. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, I think Ravenclaw would be smart enough to create a... No, I don't know, it doesn't work. 
the timing doesn't work because yeah, you're right. It'd be like 16th, 17th century for the for the late Renaissance. Yeah, and if, for that story to be accurate, they would have had to have been living around like the 10th or 11th century. Yeah, even the 11th century is pushing it. I don't know, man. <laughs> All sorts of inconsistencies in the timelines here. And I think so, it's just because because only the third book had been out by this time. So oh, okay. we just don't really know a lot of the that detail. That's fair. We it still f- bothers me. Yep. <laughs> me too. I wish that we could really see the Bloody Baron's, like, blood-stained guard. Right, like, I don't yeah. think that they include no. that in mm, his no. actual costume. He seems too jovial. As he, he flies around the... He's flying the, around with his rapier, just... Like, <laughs> look at me, aren't I funny? Uh, like, I don't no, you should be a lot more brooding than this, yep. I think. You see the Fat Friar? Mm-hmm. Oh. Fat Friar was uh, a monk who was executed because senior churchmen <laughs> grew suspicious of his ability to cure the pox by poking peasants with a stick. Uh, oh my what gosh. What a great... That's and such... That's so funny. I like it gets lot. worse. Oh no. He also had an ill-advised habit of pulling rabbits from the communion cup. <laughs> like, oh, partake all of the blood of Jesus Christ. Here's the rabbit. <laughs> oh. Ta-da! Do you think that the ra- so So the rabbit coming out of a hat is the fault of the fat fryer? Maybe. Oh, like it just like de- delved into like down... They're like, hey, there was this trick that I saw this monk do once in a church. (laughs) Out of a communion communion cup. cup. Yes. Which is much smaller than a hat. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. So let's recreate this with a hat. Well, muggles decided to recreate it with a hat because it's the best they could do. Right. Or else you're going to hide a rabbit. Yeah, he's only big enough (laughs) that a rabbit's going to be. Yep. How about a hat? I guess a hat would work. Yeah, sure. All magicians will wear hats. (laughs) Top hats. We'll wear top hats. That will give us... The prop we need to do this trick. Oh, I love like, to think of wizards in just this wizarding world who groan at muggle stage magicians who do tricks like pulling we, rabbits out of hats and with sawing Kelly, them in half. Yeah. When we talked about the Dursleys, uh, we talked about the relationship between the Dursleys and the Potters and how Vernon Dursley should tell people that his that he was brother-in-law a was a stage yeah, magician. Yeah, yeah. because like, what oh. else would you tell them? Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Imagine how hurtful that is. It's like, oh, what did you call I'm me? I'm better than this. I'm no stage what? magician. Stage magician. And then for the actors, we already talked about John Cleese, but yes. the gray lady in this movie is played by an actress named Nina Young. Uh, her top credits on IMDb are, of course, for this. She played Tamara Steele in the 007 movie Tomorrow Never Dies with Pierce oh, okay. Brosnan. And she was a secretary in the Johnny English movie. Oh, <laughs> I like Johnny That should English. be her highest rated credit on IMDb. Yeah. Johnny English? Yeah, Johnny, Johnny English. English. The um, Bloody Baron? Why isn't Rowan Atkinson in Harry Potter at all? That makes me sad. Where would you put him in Harry I Potter? I don't care. He could be oh, anything. Lido Bagman. Oh my, there you go. There oh you go. gosh. I just love Rowan Atkinson. He's Do we ever get, we never see We never see Lido Bagman. Bagman. That'd be nope. perfect. Yeah. I love that. That would work. I love that. I'm okay with that. The Bloody Baron is played by Terrence Baylor, who has acted with John Cleese before. He played Gregory in The Life of Brian. Oh. Uh, He was also in two different episodes of Doctor Who as two different characters. In 1966, he was in an episode called The Return. He played a character named Yendum. 
1969, he was in The War Games, episode one, a character named Ma- Major Barrington. Baring. Yeah, Major Barrington. That's what I wrote. I thought I wrote Barringham, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Nah. And then the Fat Friar, played by a character, uh, played by an actor named Simon Fisher Becker. And like any good British character actor, he was also known for Doctor Who. He was in three episodes of New Who. <laughs> oh. The Pandorica Opens. Oh, A Good neat. Man Goes to War. Okay. And The Wedding of River Song. Ah. He is... Doria Maldivar. He's the guy, the gangster guy that's blue that gets beheaded <gasps> yes, yes, by yes, Oh, wow. Oh, that's crazy. What? Yeah. I did not realize. Yep. I found that out today and I was like, oh, I know you. Uh, yeah, exactly. As soon like, as oh. I saw that he had a Doctor Who credit, I was like, I bet you anything he's that guy. <laughs> and that's he is. great. And yeah, he that's is. great. He, here he's a friar. There he was beheaded by the headless monks. <laughs> headless monks. But there are a lot of there are a lot of look how many ghosts floating around there. So many. Percy has a big forehead. Percy does have a big forehead. You said that earlier. I know, but I didn't say I said it off well, mic. But I'm saying it now on mic. He has a big forehead. He well, does. Well, it's supposed to be humongous big head. Remember, humongous big head. <laughs> humongous big head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like the way John Cleese when he says they've once again denied, denied my me. me my admittance to the headless hunt. He like throws his head to the side like oh, such yeah. a diva he is he is <laughs> well it means John Cleese well he's, he's yeah he's uh John Cleese is a bit of a diva himself what, what do they call how do they pronounce Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington Porpington no. Which is the most aggressively British name. It is. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's obnoxiously lofty. That's like yeah. something you would hear in a Monty Python sketch. Hey! hey. Hmm, what do I? I wonder, nah. Well, no, no, yeah, his I name know. came before that. Well, yeah. not before that, but before he was cast. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he's perfect. That's another thing character. that I know him from. He did a movie called A Fish Called Wanda. A Fish Called Wanda. Called Wanda. Yep, he's great in that movie. I love that movie. What's that movie? Um, it's like a how would, like like not a caper, but there's there is a fish involved. Okay, is it <laughs> called Wanda? And it and, and it is called <gasps> Wanda. What? Twist. Who knew? Plot twist. Um, and I believe him and uh the the woman in the movie are the bad guys. Oh. Of the movie, the okay. Protagonists or antagonists? Antagonists. I'm. I could be wrong on that because I have not seen that in a very, very long time. Like probably when I was like ten, eleven, twelve years old, wow. or whatever. It's been a long time, but it's a very old movie, like from the eighties. Nice. See, I know him from stuff. He's great. So Ron, Ron finally recognizes Sir Nicholas. Oh, as yes. nearly headless Nick. He's probably heard about oh, him from his brothers. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, nearly he, headless. Nick. Yeah. Nearly headless. How can you be nearly headless? I mean, nearly headless. She, has, mm. she always like cocks. It. She does this like she does a head lot of roll the, uh, thing all the time. Head cock, or it's always a hip, hip thing, or you know, she's always moving something. She well, and then Harry, emphasis. of course, rolls his eyes as he always rolls his eyes all the time. I wrote in my notes. Harry rolls <laughs> his eyes <laughs> his again. Eyes roll again. Always. Again, in caps, underlined. He's, he's rolling her, his eyes at the fact that she's having to ask this snooty question. Nearly, Hi, headless. nearly headless. How can it be nearly headless? And of course, uh, perfectly uh, pleasant 
Like this. Uh, like this. And he yanks I love that he, like, grabs the top and it of makes, his... It makes the sound. Uh, it's really gross. It is really gross. And I just laugh at, like, Ron's little, like, girly scream. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, and all Hermione does is kind of make, like, this disgusted look and look down, like, ugh. Like, Even Harry's kind of like... Mm. Yeah, like, Ron, Ron is, is the, the one that audibly has to be like, oh, like, oh yeah. my god. It's so gross. I'm like, calm down. I was trying to eat. Girl a pair. You're gonna see worse. Chill out. <laughs> I know, Katie. It's a girl a pair. All right. Well, he, we know he's a big chicken. We learn all about that in his spider phobia. That's next movie. Yep. Save it. <laughs> for, for, for a year. <laughs> we'll talk about it then. We don't yeah. get any spider fear here. Nope. No spiders. No spiders. I think uh, this was my biggest... Um, other trials and tribulations in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. To worry about. All right, I think that's everything for this. It just a- ends on this very pleasant shot of Harry going, mm. like, oh, like he's kind of like, mm, like, okay, I didn't need to see that at the dinner table. He's almost done eating. He's a boy. Ron's a boy. Do you think they're gonna stop eating? Honestly, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever. That was don't gross see dessert. for a second. Yet, <laughs> no, we don't. We actually <laughs> don't see dessert. There's gotta be Dumbledore. I'm Bush sure they have been. Yeah. yeah. Because they talk about it in the books, obviously. It's like once everyone's done. Sweets are a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This ice cream just appears. I'm into that. I'm fine with ice cream. Okay. So, if the house elves are making all the food, mm-hmm. is, does Dumbledore spell apparate the food to the table? Oh, from like the kitchen's. To yeah, because it materializes on the table as yeah. if it just like Maybe. comes from nowhere. Yeah, it was yeah. invisible. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, is there an invisibility charm? I assume like you you can get yourself invisible without a over all the cloak? dishes in the great hall, which I'm wow. sure Dumbledore could manage. I'm sure uh, it's either yeah. that or all the food just evaporates from the kitchen. Dumbledore's J.K. Rowling; he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, basically. Yeah, just let there him do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I've made this joke before, and I will make it again. I think, like, if any character in 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 Harry Potter's a Mary Sue, it's Dumbledore. It's Dumbledore's a Mary mm. Sue, yeah, because at he least, is J.K. Rowling. At least in the first five books. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for reasons uh, yeah unknown to us at this point. Spoilers, guys! Come on, guys! Spoilers. Um, well, it's it's like, it's like um. It's like J.K. is a mixture of Dumbledore and Hermione because, like, she even said she projected a lot of herself into Hermione. Mm-hmm. Even Hermione's Patronus is is her favorite animal. Yeah, but I think thing. that I think but that um, Dumbledore is Dumbledore yeah. is because we've talked multiple times about how Dumbledore is this omniscient, omnipotent, like all powerful presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it works. On that note. Mm-hmm. I think that's everything I have for this minute. All right. All right. Thank you once again for joining us. It was my pleasure, Gary. Thank you so much. And our ghost and talk. And Victoria. Our ghost talk. Mostly ghostly. <laughs> I just want to say ghost stories because that just seems to be the thing this year. Ghost a couple of things called ghost stories. Yeah. So, yeah. We're going to go see a, uh, a live Welcome to Night Tale podcast called Ghost Stories. Nice. In a couple of weeks. Yeah. Plug another podcast. To plug another podcast. Well, we can plug other other podcasts. If you guys go to moviesbyminutes.com, there are a plethora 
of movies by minute shows now. Go to word choice. Plethora. Plethora. Because you can start with, you know, segue. Star Wars minute and Back to the Future minute and Indiana Jones minute and Lord of the Rings minute and Goonies just, minute and Goonies. Jurassic Park minute mm-hmm. and oh my gosh. They're working on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean minute. Fifth Element just started. Oh, um, that comes. sounds fun. Final Princess minute. Bride minute has been announced. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's Love so many of them. Bride. Super excited. If you guys like what we're doing here, you should definitely go check out those other shows because I listen to as many of them as I can as I can fit into my podcast schedule every day. And there's just so many. They're so great. Didn't we already... We talked about... No, we talked about Airport Minute off mic, but Airport Minute's out there, too. Yeah. That one's great. Not Airplane Minute. Not Airplane Minute. <laughs> no. Not to be confused. There's a uh, Goodfellas Minute that's already wrapped up. Nice. Uh, also there's talk movie. about a uh, 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 Godfather Minute in the works. Classic. Yeah. Just so many. So go check those out at moviesbyminutes.com. And uh, follow us on Facebook. Harry Potter Minute. And join our Facebook Listener Society. The... Uh, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. Join in on the discussion there, because that's always fun. Okay. Alright. Mischief Mischief Managed.